Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you this morning for your holy word. We thank you because you have blessed us. Jehovah, you have brought us to this point where we are to be watered by you, O God. I pray, King of glory, that the ministration of the Holy Ghost shall take over now. Of my own, I have nothing to offer, but I offer thee unto your people, God. Every soul gathered under this roof right now, Lord, I surrender them at the feet of Jesus Christ. Manifest yourself in the lives of people in this place, O God. The Lord, this day will be a day, a day of difference in their lives. We thank you and we honor thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May we sit. Praise the Lord. I thank God for this morning because he has been faithful and gracious to me. That he has given us an opportunity to sit at his feet again. It's a great privilege. I just want to give a testimony of what God has done. Uh, two weeks back, my mom back at home was struck. And uh, she fell sick. And suddenly... She was to be hospitalized. And so, I don't know what happened. I just decided to call that evening. And uh, I was told, oh, things are not very good. Uh, the previous evening, she was in a hospital, but she wasn't well attended to. So, they transferred her to one of the Aga Khan hospitals in Kenya. And uh, that she wasn't able to talk. I said, Lord, I'm not in a position to travel now. I don't want to travel, but I pray, according to your word, let her be made whole. Praise the Lord. And I know other people were praying along, and uh, that very evening I tried to call. I was told it was not possible to talk to her. I tried later, and she mumbled some things. In the morning I called, she was able to talk. In the evening of the next day, she was seated and talking. She told me she had eaten. She was all all right. And the doctor said, if she continues at that pace, the, th the, the next day she will be discharged. And indeed, she was discharged. Praise the Lord. So we thank God so much for his faithfulness. Praise the Lord. The doctors did their work, and God did his work. Praise the Lord. And she's whole. So we want to thank God so much. Last week, um, we had a series of messages. They were, the theme was on the uh, Easter. And I'm sure some of you have started planning for next year's Easter. As is the nature of many people working abroad. They plan for every holiday where to be. So I'm sure some of you are already deciding on the hotels to go to the countries to go to, and the places to visit. And that's a blessing from the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank God for that. But I was so much encouraged on Sunday, along with the brethren who are here in the morning. The time was short, but the message was concentrate. You know, they tell me that Coca-Cola, the formula of Coca-Cola has never been known. That whoever devised it has just hidden it and he has died with it. So he just tells people, they just tell you, mix this, mix this, mix this in these ratios, and then you get Coca Cola. 
Praise the Lord. So what they send you is what they call a concentrate. You dilute it to a given level. And then you enjoy your Coca-Cola. Praise the Lord. So I want to say that the messages we received, specifically Sunday morning, it was a concentrate. Praise the Lord. And so the way you imbibe it, dilute it in your life, it will work well for you. Praise the Lord. It was the message of resurrection. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ because it's a powerful foundation for the Christian faith. Paul said, without resurrection, we are the most pitied people. Praise the Lord. There's no purpose for us to preach the gospel. If there is no resurrection, we waste our time. If there is no resurrection, let us drink, eat, and have merry. Praise the Lord. Because what is the hope that we have? It's nothing. Praise the Lord. And so I want to thank God. We just want to stretch further. There are many things that were said justification, sanctification, and I am sure each one of us who has been meditating on that message, you find yourself being revived every time you reflect over the messages that we, we had over the Christmas. Praise the Lord. And remember, we were told it is, it is finished. Praise the Lord. It is finished. So everything that you want is already laid down for you. I want us to share this morning on the subject of beyond the cross. Beyond the cross. Beyond the cross. Praise the Lord. Up until Sunday, we were talking up to cross and resurrection. And we want to focus our eyes beyond the cross. Many years ago, God started throwing indications on his plan to humanity. And if we go back to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 3 and 5, the first day, light comes into existence. Then we have got the second day. The firmaments are being divided. Between the heavens and the, the earth. And then we have got the third day. God is dividing, demarcating the boundaries of the water and telling the sea, Thou shalt not pass this place. This is your boundary. As we continue, there's grass, there's trees. The fourth day is dividing whether the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Now, up until verse 19, the only thing that has got life is grass and trees. Praise the Lord. I, uh, animals have not come into existence. So, for four days, the element of life in an animal has not come into existence. And on the fifth day, then we see animals beaming the sea the fish, the birds in the air, all that comes along the sixth day when man is being created, the crown of God's creation. Praise the Lord. The Bible also says with God one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. Four thousand years elapsed 
since this act God started. And throughout the history of man, we see that people are living, but it's only a specific people that God is zeroing onto, the children of Israel. The rest of us, the Gentiles, we were dead. We did not have a God. We were insignificant in the presence of God. Praise the Lord. It's after 4,000 years that God's plan begins to unfold for us. And we see also in Second Chronicles chapter 4, verse 1, we see again God give clear instructions to his servant on how the altar is going to be constructed. And he gives him measurements which also are indicative of the timing of God for your life. He says the altar shall be 20 cubits in length, 20 cubits in width, and 10 cubits in height, all totaling to 4,000. Hallelujah. So from that time God started his act of creation, he had a given timeline in which he had already designated that something unique was going to happen in the life of a human being. That was to take place 4,000 years after. Praise the Lord. And when Jesus Christ came, he actually ushered in that timing that God had put in place. Now, he was the offering that was to be offered on that altar. The offering for your life. The offering for my life. That was the offering that was supposed to be sacrificed on the altar. That we have been just mentioning in Second Chronicles 4, 1. Second uh, Chronicles 4, verse 1. Praise the Lord. But all through this time, the devil had his own designs. He realized that there was something unique that God had not revealed. But he could sense in the spiritual realm God was working up to something. And when he sensed that something unique was going to happen, he began to lay down his plans also. So when he convinced, when he was cast in the Garden of Eden, it was said that the seed of the woman will crush your head. He realized now, the war was between the seed of the woman and him. Praise the Lord. So from that time on, the devil was targeting the seed of the woman. And the best way to attack this seed was through the male uh, person of the, 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 the woman. Praise the Lord. So we see as we go along, that the children of Israel somewhere in Egypt, Pharaoh... Pharaoh in Kiswahili, <laughs> praise the Lord. Pharaoh realized that things were not, were not working his way. And the devil entered him. Whom did he target? The male children. Praise the Lord. He wanted to kill them. Because he knew it's this seed. The devil sensed it is through this seed that I will be crushed. But we thank God because the grace of God abounded. And the children of Israel were set free. Because nothing can ever thwart the plan of God for you and me. It is already cast in stone. 
laid down from the foundation of the earth that he has a plan for you and for me. And as we continue, we realize that actually it is us who have not realized where we fit in the plan of God. So all along, the devil was chasing this seed and trying to crush it. Then we come again in the time of Noah, just before, that was before the Pharaoh, we saw that in time of Noah, the fallen angels, who were under the command of the devil, decided now to sire children with the daughters of men, because they saw that they were beautiful. The issue was to corrupt. It was to corrupt the lineage through which God intended to perfect his plan. And so we saw God come to sweep them away, because he could not allow that to happen. Praise the Lord. So then we came to that one of Pharaoh. And then again, we come at the time of Jesus' birth. Again the devil realized now, things were gathering steam. And the way he had worked had not been successful. So he entered Herod and Herod said, All male children in Bethlehem must die below the age of two. So he set out to kill. But God was gracious. His plan was still marching on. That you may become well secured in his kingdom. Praise the Lord. He could not relent on his plan. He continued to work through. Jesus Christ would not be held. He was not part of those that were murdered. Many women cried. They wept because of their children. But we thank God, Jesus Christ was spared. Praise the Lord. Because the plan of God had to continue marching. So we see now, we come to the place of the cross. The devil realizing that he had not succeeded. He now realizes this is the man. This is the vessel through which God is going to set these people free. Sorry I'm taking you through these stories that you already know. But it's good that we reflect over them. Praise the Lord. And as it, he gathered his armies and his forces and his principalities in the air. To move around the population until they demanded that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, be crucified. On the cross, they hanged him. And Jesus Christ died on the cross. The devil began to celebrate. He knew now I had managed to do it. He talked to these people said, put the seal so that we are sure he is locked in completely. They did it. I don't know why he was worried, because he had seen him hanged on the cross. But he was still troubled. He thought there's something that I have not got my fingers on. Somehow in, his, in the spiritual realm he sensed, there was something God could not just allow him to succeed. There was something that God was preparing. So along the way, it came to a point that now, Jesus Christ is on the cross, is died, is buried. Something began to happen in the realms of hell. Jesus was there demanding for the keys of death and hate. Praise the Lord. This is where the devil had held men. But Jesus could not allow him to have any authority over you and me. 
the power of death was to be snatched from the hands of the devil. So that you and I may be free indeed. Jesus said, I have come that they may be free. And he did not want to free us partially. He wanted a total freedom for you and me. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Luke 4, 17, 18, and as you proceed, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach, uh, He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Praise the Lord. To proclaim deliverance to those that are oppressed. Now, Jesus Christ had already set out before crucifixion. He had already set out His agenda for humanity. Let's just read that verse so that we are very clear about it. Luke 4, 18. Remember Jesus is reading this verse soon after he has just been in the wilderness going through the temptation. That is when he is declaring this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Praise the Lord. The version says, to preach, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Praise the Lord. That was the declaration. It's like a mission statement that Jesus Christ is setting in place. That this is my reason for coming. This is my reason for coming. To set men free. Praise the Lord. And so we begin to see the plan of God unfold. But it is after resurrection that the genuine freedom begins to take place. Jesus Christ at the point of resurrection, he acquires a new body. A body that is unique. He's setting himself free from the old body that was crucified on the cross. Because it was full of wickedness. Praise the Lord. On the cross, my sins were crucified in that flesh. But God transformed the flesh with which Jesus Christ rose up again. Because there was to be a new seed that was to come out of that old seed. And that is the seed that God wants you to have. So that we may have authority over every powers of wickedness. That our lives may be transformed eternally. That is the purpose of God raising up Jesus Christ from the dead. That he may give you and I authority over the enemy power. This authority that will make us to reign over every situation in our lives. The authority that is going to set us high above. Above all principalities. Above all the rulers in the heavenly places. So that at the command of our word, the enemy will have to obey. Praise the Lord. That's why he gave a test to the disciples at one time. Told them, you go, preach the gospel. And the men went out. And they preached with the limited authority that he had given to them. And when they came back, they were excited. Everybody was keen to tell Jesus Christ what he had experienced. You know, Lord, today I called upon the demons and they left that, that man. Another one said, I prayed for this one and he got healed. And Jesus laughed and smiled in his eyes and said, they have not seen anything yet. They have just tasted a bit of it. When I am lifted up, when I am raised from the dead, then they will embrace the full nature of this power. Praise the Lord. 
And so he said, I saw the devil fall like lightning. That was just a test. And yet the devil was falling like lightning. How much more when we embrace the fullness of the power of God. It will be great. Praise the Lord. It will be mighty. I want us to realize that the rising of Jesus Christ from the dead was not just Jesus Christ alone rising. And we are going to prove from the, gospel, from the scripture that at the rising of Jesus Christ from the dead, we too were being raised in the same body. Praise the Lord. Let's turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 2. We shall read from verse 1 to around verse 7. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins. Let's stop there. We just said, for 4,000 years, the spiritual life in the picture of God, men were dead. I was dead. You were dead. For 4,000 years. Until Jesus Christ arrives on the scene. Praise the Lord. As a Gentile, we had no hope. We had no God. We were no people. But when Jesus Christ comes, and now he's resurrected. And I want us to pay attention to those verses now. Even when we were dead in sins, has he quickened us together with Christ. Praise the Lord. We were quickened with Christ when he rose from the dead. We were also in him. Praise the Lord. Being made alive. Being made partakers of whatever he was to experience thereafter. And has he raised us up together? He has raised us together with Christ. Praise the Lord. Has he raised us together? Now, if you are still looking at me and wondering, we are, we are at that point now, a point of resurrection. Jesus Christ is being raised by God. We also are being raised together with Him. Why? And made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. God raised up Jesus from the dead. And placed him at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. It speaks of position of authority. In the heavenly places. On the right hand of the Father. A position of authority. This morning brother I want to speak about the authority that you have in Christ Jesus. This authority emanates from the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you and I believe that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead, we must begin to perceive ourselves seated with Him on the right hand of the Father in heavenly places above. A position of authority in the kingdom of God. 
a position of authority in the kingdom of God. And if God be he that created all that we see, then we are being given authority again. Remember, when God created Adam, he said, I'll give you dominion over everything. Praise the Lord. Dominion over everything. Now, through that one man, Adam, all of us fell short because we compromised our authority, handed it over to the devil. As a result, we can cry and say, Oh, pray for me. This is happening. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying it's wrong to pray because that's just exercising the authority that you have regained. Praise the Lord. So, we compromised our authority. We fell short of it. Now, Jesus Christ, through the second Adam, Jesus Christ, God wants to restore the position of authority that He had already given us. The power over the enemy that He had already given to us, God wants to give it to you and to me. I'm asking myself, are you in your mind visualizing yourself embracing that power? Are you seeing yourself receiving it again from God? By reason of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. By reason of his ascendance to the right hand of the Father. And somebody is saying, but Kenneth, I am here. I am not on the right hand of the Father. Yes, you are here. But you are in the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. So I can say the head is in heaven. The body is on earth here. Because the Bible says we are the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. And the, body cannot, the head cannot function without the body. Now I can see one of you, the head woke up this morning, went to the bathroom, and came back and told the body, where? I'm awake. Anybody? Of course you cannot raise up your hand if you are in that state. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Eh? All of us will be in black and now walking very humbly next to, to a coffin that looks... <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, sometimes when we talk about death, people... <laughs> it's a transition, praise, praise the Lord. You're being ushered into a new life. You're being ushered into the present, a glorious life. Praise the Lord. So you shouldn't be afraid of it. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, verse 7 indicates a furtherance of the plan of God. God did not just lift us and put us in the heavenly places and gave us authority and said, okay, it is over. No. Now, read verse 5 and 7 and see. That in the ages to come. Hallelujah. God was already focusing far beyond. That in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace. In his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. So the plan is still rolling on. The plan is still unfolding. The question is where are we in this plan that God has laid in place? Where is Kenneth in this plan? How is Kenneth embracing all that God has given him? He says all that he may reveal the riches of God. That he has stored for us in the ages to come. Praise the Lord. 
Now, let's go back and revisit the position of authority. Christ, before he was crucified, said something. Let us also investigate what he was really saying. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on the serpents and scorpions and over all power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise the Lord. Jesus was giving, giving the disciples the power and authority over all serpents. Now, God, Jesus was not talking about the small snakes that we meet in the bush. He was not talking about the small scorpions. He was talking about principalities. In the spiritual realm. Demonic forces. He was giving you authority over them. Praise the Lord. So that you may exercise it. Authority that is not exercised. Is of no use. Is of no benefit at all. It just serves the ego. There are some people, if you gave them titles, if you told them you are the senior deputy assistant, <laughs> maybe you can say you are the first senior deputy assistant. <laughs> oh, they feel so wonderful. They sit there and I'm, I'm the first senior deputy assistant. Then you will find in the same office a director. He's making things work. And this first senior deputy assistant, <laughs> you tell him, help me to do this. I'm the first senior deputy assistant. He cannot cause effect anything in that office. Because he has, he has, he has not recognized the authority that is invested in that office. He doesn't exercise it. Now, those of you who are from Commonwealth background, the British, they used to have administrators. In my country, unlike India and Nigeria, they divided into provinces because we are too small. The country is small. But <laughs> and the population was very small also. But India, Nigeria, they say, let, let the, these people, they like, eh? they like being big. So, call it a state. State. Let it, the, the governor, state. Another one, governor, state. In India, they said, okay, they like the word chief. Chief minister. Chief minister. You are the chief minister in that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, people were given all those. In my country, they said, provincial Commissioner, you are commissioning everything in this province. You are the big man. They used to tell them, you are the president. When the president is not there, you are the president of the, the province. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But one thing we noticed is that you would find one provincial commissioner, he seems to have more authority than the other one. He can do very many things. 
And the other one is just there. And sometimes they will transfer. The one which is more effective comes to this province and you find things moving. The other one is just, they are all provincial commissioners. The secret is one understood the authority vested in that office. The other one just knew the title. And as long as the flag was flying in front and he was dozing at the back of the seat, there was no problem. No problem. I'm the provincial commissioner. Jesus gave authority to us to exercise it. We were lifted with Jesus and enthroned in the heavenly places. That we may exercise the heavenly authority here on earth. The head is in heaven. The body is here. The body must exercise that authority. Praise the Lord. Sometime back, speaking on the same subject, we understood what authority really means. In my country, I don't want to use the example of policemen in my country. Because God has blessed them. And they have also blessed themselves. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There is one who used to stop the Beza buses, our version of Beza buses. And when the driver comes with the, <laughs> with the driving license, <laughs> he tells them, this body is not fed on wood. <laughs> I don't feed this stomach on wood. So it is you to decode that message. And to know what he's telling you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In this country we have very lean policemen. One thing I have noticed. When the cars are coming. They light on corners in the evening. You find them. They just lift their hand like this. <laughs> and when people see that. Even the person, the, the seatbelt is already there, but he's trying to test. Is it okay? He drives. <laughs> and as long as the hand is there, even the four by fours come. And even before he talks, you see people jumping out with the papers. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. They show the papers. What made these people to stop? Can this man stop that vehicle with his small hand? <laughs> that, 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 that policeman. And some of them even stop the trucks. You find them standing before the trucks. <laughs> now you wonder, if this, if this man was mad and decided to run over this man, will his hand stop? But none of them does that. Why? Is it the hand? It's the authority behind this man. Praise the Lord. He is backed by all the law of the land. You try to disobey him, you are in problem, deep problem. And the devil knows that. But what he does is to blind you from your authority as a child of God. He makes you, he makes, he makes it obscure to you. You cannot understand. You are only focused on the challenge he's giving to you. You fail to look back and say, hey, where am I seated? Where am I in Christ Jesus? What is my position in Christ Jesus? The Bible says I was resurrected with Him. We were raised with Him. 
And we were moved and seated in the heavenly places. He gave us power over all principalities. Praise the Lord. The moment we begin to realize that, you shake your shoulders. And say, hey, I'm a child of God. Praise the Lord. I am a child of God. I told you of a case of a child who told one of our teachers, do you know who I am? <laughs> because he knows the father. He knows what the father is in this country. So When he tells you, do you know who I am? It is now your duty to go and find out that guy, whose child is that. He will not explain to you. It is you. He gives you an assignment now. Go search around and know who I am. And the devil is also very faithful in such duties. He goes to search. This cloudy God, do you know him? You remember the seven sons of Sceva? They claimed authority which was not theirs. Praise the Lord. The devil went, investigated. Ah, <laughs> these were they are fake. Praise the Lord. When he discovered they were fake, he came with his full force. They were beaten, given a thorough discipline. Praise the Lord. They were given a thorough discipline. But if you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you know the authority He has vested in you as a child of God. No matter how small you are, no matter how big you are, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, you will claim that authority and tell the devil, Devil, you are a liar. I am a child of God. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave. Praise the Lord. And he shall obey. Now we are not doing that in our own strength. It's not how loud we do it. Ephesians 6.10 tells us something. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Praise the Lord. We are not strong in our own strength. We are not strong in our own might, but in the might of Christ Jesus. Because we are in Him. We were raised in Him. We were seated in the heavenly places in Him. Once you recognize that you are in Him, that authority is resting upon you. Praise the Lord. In Matthew 28, 18, 19, the same th- verse is being said about authority, all authority being vested in Christ, and that Christ immediately transferred it to you. Immediately, in verse 19. Eighteen, he says, Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Now, where are we? We are on earth. Praise the Lord. The devil makes some of us believe that this is not earth. So that we cannot exercise the same authority we have in Christ. But the Bible says all authority in heaven and on earth has been vested in Christ. The same Christ in whom we were raised together. We were raised with Him together. 
So the authority in Christ is also in me and in you. If the policeman does not raise his hand, the vehicles will pass. If he raises his hand, the vehicles will stop. If he does not act, the vehicles will pass. If he acts, the vehicles will stop. Praise the Lord. As a child of God, you act, the devil will obey. You don't act, he will take a field day in your life. Ephesians 1, 19, Maybe we start from 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards, to, to us what? Who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards who? Towards me. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards, to, to us, what? Who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now, do you see why we are referring to resurrection? Why we have to embrace, to understand... The principle behind the resurrection. Why? Why? Why it had to happen? Is to enthrone you. To empower you. To give you the confidence that you indeed have the power that God has vested in you. Praise the Lord. So it's repeating over and over again to make you understand. That the secret of the power is understanding that you were raised with Christ. The time Christ rose from the dead, He was declaring that you and I are now in, in, in the throne with Him. We are being enthroned with Him. Praise the Lord. You can say, my firstborn brother, Jesus Christ, I'm going to walk. And He will hold your hand. He will ask you to, to issue the command. Praise the Lord. Twenty-one. Far above all principalities, power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So this authority is not just for this time and this hour and this particular situation. It is, it can be stretched for as far as possible. In the world to come. Praise the Lord. It has already been invested in you. You have it. Why? Because Pastor Abraham will be here, Pastor Leslie and Pastor Lekin. They will be dipping you in the water. Praise the Lord. 
Most likely they will have told you, you see this act, you are dying to the old and resurrecting the new. So the act of baptism, you are actually confessing that I am dying as Christ died. And I am being raised with him again to the glorious position. Praise the Lord. So that means you have declared it yourself before all people. That now I am in the position of authority with Jesus Christ. How come we get scared from those situations that demand that we exercise our authority? Why should we hesitate? The policeman does not push the, the truck and say, I said stop, I said stop, 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 stop. No. He just issues the command. He says, Praise the Lord. So God is not demanding that you have to, to feel in your body that you are strong in order to exercise the authority, the God-given authority. He only wants you to realize your position and act in accordance with that position. If your managing director came and said, please, can you please help me? You know, sometimes you feel very guilty because he can just say, Kenneth, I want this. If he comes with a paper telling you, please, can you help me do this work? You begin to say there's something wrong with this man. In fact, the talk now, you know, the small people like talking so much. Eh? And we always talk about the big people. Do you know he came to my office and he, he was scared. Eh? And before long, everybody in the institution will know. So he will be watching the, the managing director to see. Is he going to Kenneth's office again? So they want to see whether he's going to shake again. So your authority has got to be exercised. Praise the Lord. Know you have it. Exercise it. And live it. Act it. Quickly. A few things, just before we go to the second point and the last one. The source of all the power emanates in believing in the act of resurrection. If we don't embrace that, then we'll just be shaky. We don't know what power, because the Bible says, God raised him, wrote him a mighty power. The, the power that raised up Jesus was the mightiest that God would exercise. So once we embrace that, uh, that, 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 that concept, we begin to realize that actually God has released power in the resurrection. And if we are part of this resurrection, we are experiencing that power. Praise the Lord. Another thing that he mentioned in Ephesians 1 is that our eyes of understanding may be opened. So we discover again that in this position of authority, God begins to open our eyes of understanding. Praise the Lord. He cannot entrust us with the eyes of understanding when we, we are not in the position of authority. Because we may abuse, we may misuse that understanding. So the eyes of our understanding are now open so that we may exercise that authority in a prudent way. Praise the Lord. Another thing that we have established is that Christ has been set far above all powers. If I am in Christ, 
If I've been raised with him, I'm also far above all principalities. Now, far is not in respect to distance. It's in respect to authority. Praise the Lord. Don't tell people now, I moved away from Kenya, I moved away from Nigeria. At least I'm safe. The devil, uh, the problems I used to have with the devil. And that guy flies with you in the plane. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Just realize the distance, the gap that God is creating in terms of authority between you and the principalities of hell and the devil. It's so big, far above. When God says far above, it is far. It is far. Because when He says one day, maybe it's meaning a thousand years. So you can just, I, I want you to get that concept. So if He says far, to me far, maybe I'll wear or see. But to God, it is far. Praise the Lord. Again, just to entrench that issue, that in 1 Corinthians 12, 12, I want you to understand that you are in that body, in the body of Christ. And that is the reason why you have got to exercise that authority. 12, 12, quickly. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Okay? 13. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. Verse 27. Now ye are the body of Christ. Please, listen to that. What is the Bible saying? Now ye... Now, Kenneth, you are the body of Christ and members in particular. Praise the Lord. I have become part of that body. If Christ has been raised, if Christ raised the dead, I should be able to do the same. If he exercises authority on demons, I should be able to do the same. If he, he, he casts out diseases, I should be able to do the same. What I'm asking, am I in that position? Am I experiencing it? Praise the Lord. The second point, we just want to go about uh, the, the, the things that God has given us in addition to the, the journey beyond the cross. And another thing is that God has given us eternal gifts. In Ephesians chapter 1, we just want to go through those gifts and, uh, and, and see what God has promised for each one of us. Verse 3, chapter 1. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. Praise the Lord. How many spiritual blessings? How many? Church, you know, you are just looking at the few that you have. That's why you are hesitant to say. How many? Say it like you believe it. How many? All spiritual blessings. Praise the Lord. The fact that I only have little or I have nothing does not nullify the statement of God. Praise the Lord. I have all those spiritual blessings. But I must know my position 
of tapping into those blessings. Praise the Lord. According as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Praise the Lord. That God has given us this opportunity to tap into His blessings. One, to receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation, which is crucial for us. Sometimes a brother was challenging us uh, this week. And I went home driving. I was, I was just thinking about it and saying, hey, this was heavy. This was heavy. I knew it was touching my heart. Praise the Lord. That God has given all these things. But we are like spectators in a stadium. Just enjoying to look at them. Now, if you go to Lulu or city center and look at the, the new screens, the new phones, and you enjoy looking at them, Usually, I don't like those men. They see you standing somewhere and they believe your eyes are not seeing. They, Can I help you? This one works like this. <laughs> they make me not enjoy looking at those things because I have to walk away very fast. No, 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 I was just walking. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to have my time to look at it. But I realize this is the position most of us are. We just want to enjoy looking at the good things that God has. Enjoy the good things that God has given to other people. And we allocate them. Ah, this one is for so and so. This one is for so and so. This one is for so and so. Me? No. My position is to look and watch. No, brethren. We should take the initiative. Praise the Lord. Let us seek that God may pump these things into our hearts. We may experience them. Somebody used to tell me, Kenneth, what story will you tell others? You know, if, if we travel all of us from India to this place, using different flights, and we find we have landed here, we want to know how was your experience of the journey, blah, 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 blah. Oh? You want to tell people, oh, the, the hostess were wonderful. They served, I was dozing and they woke me, they gave me a meal. I was about to miss that meal. So for that reason, the hostess were very good. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and the other one will say, ah, oh, mine was terrible. The pastor next to me was snoring very loudly, like Kenneth does. <laughs> I don't sleep in the plane because of I fear. I told him my daughters laughed at me, so I don't know whether I really snow because I'm always asleep. So I've never accepted fully, but snooze, snooze, I try to accept what they say. Praise the Lord. What will we tell each other when we are in heaven? What was our experience? When somebody says, you know, when I realized I had the power, this is what I did. Uh-huh. And you? I, I made it. I made it to heaven. Praise the Lord. You know, let's, let's also look at these things. They are, they are for everybody. Not specific people. They are, they are for everybody. Let's experience them. Praise the Lord. I like young children. When there is a cake somewhere. You are struggling to get the, the cake. They go for the icing. Huh? They, they put it in the face. They have fun with the cake. Praise the Lord. And before they know it, they have left you the, the real cake. The icing is full in their stomach. So you sometimes leave them to play with the icing and you eat the cake. Praise the Lord. They have fun. Because they know this thing belongs to us. 
All of us have got entitled to this fun in the kingdom of God. Let's embrace what God has given to us. Praise the Lord. Let's take it by faith. Praise the Lord. That we may comprehend the hope of His calling. Without the understanding that you are in the, in the body of Christ. You are in a position of authority. You fail to comprehend His calling. That we may know the riches of the glory of His power towards us. This power that reaches in it. I'm not talking about Fulus and Real. Praise the Lord. There are riches in this power that you have set aside for the children of the, the kingdom. Riches of joy. Riches of peace. Riches of kindness. All in this. Praise the Lord. We can enjoy them. We can embrace them and enjoy them in our lives. They are for us. Praise the Lord. They are for us. And he says, all spiritual blessings in Christ are for us. This was God's design from the foundation of the world. And he also predestined sons by Jesus Christ. Because he has talked of us being predestined from the foundation of the earth. So that means he had already set you in place. He had said you are going to enjoy these spiritual blessings. So God is actually wondering. He's asking himself, what can I do? To help this man, Kenneth, to begin to enjoy what I've set aside for him. I'm trying to imagine as a teacher. Suppose there is examination. And I go to tell my children, now I want you to study this portion. Because the exam is going to come from this portion. If this question comes like this, I want you to answer like this. If this one comes like this, I want you to approach it this way. And then, I bring, this is the exam. And I see the child looking in the, the ceiling, as if I'm writing the, the things in the ceiling. Five minutes, ten minutes. It will be disturbing. Because I did all to help this child to pass. Everything explained. But the child is just pausing. Because at that time, I cannot help you. I can only come with a pencil. Do you need a pencil? Do you need a rubber? A set square? Of course, those of you who are candidates, when you see people coming to you, do you need this? They, they are sensing a problem with you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Maybe you have started dozing in the exam, so they want to keep you awake. So, brethren, this is the state we find ourselves. God is trying. There are some things that God cannot force into you. He has already laid everything. He wants you just to take the action and take. Praise the Lord. Take that initiative. Seek to embrace these things. Seek to enjoy them. That God may bless your life. That you may enjoy your Christian life now. Let us not enter heaven as if somebody just kicked us in. Go in, you belong to that place. Yeah? Praise the Lord. You know, you can just enter there and... What's the, oh, the blood of Jesus Christ is upon this one. Come, 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 come. But you need to enter with confidence. Knowing that I've enjoyed my Christian life all through. I have had the full realization of God's plan for my life on earth. And I'm now coming to a next, the new age in which I am going to enjoy it fully. Praise the Lord. Not that you, I wish I was taken back to exercise these things again. 
it will be too late. Just be told, oh, just take whatever is there, my brother. Forget about the earth again. Praise the Lord. And finally, Ephesians 3.14 Paul praying for the Ephesians regarding these things that we have been sharing. He says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, and the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Let's stand up. Have you been attentive this morning to what God has been speaking? It was God's plan always that you have authority, that you have dominion. In Genesis 1, God said, let us make man in our own image and let him have dominion. And God created man and then he said, go and have dominion. <clears throat> Genesis 3 was the fall of man. That's when we gave up the authority that God had placed in our hands. The penultimate chapters of every gospel is when that authority was handed back to you and me. That's the fall of the devil. Between Genesis 3 and the penultimate chapters of every gospel is when the devil tried to wag his tail. Today we are living beyond the cross. Do we have that authority? Do you know that you have that authority which Christ won back for us on that cross? Ask yourself this question. Have you activated that authority in your life today? Are you exercising the authority that you carry? The authority is with you. It is for you to activate and exercise it. 
Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 1 says this, Now it shall come to pass <coughs> that if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And then in verse 13 it says, And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. And, the God, of, and God has already commanded us, have dominion. Have authority. I have placed it in your hand. Today God is reminding us that through the words that his servant brought across to us, the message we have is clear. You and I have the authority. It is in us. God won it back for us on that cross. Don't live lives as if the cross has not taken place. Don't be in a state of living before the cross. You have crossed on. Tell the devil that the authority is back with you. He snatched it away, but it's back with you. Live your life as a man of authority, as a woman of authority. Not bossing over earthly things, but authority in the spiritual realm. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for what you did on that cross. We thank you, Lord, that today we can stand with our heads high. Because you have given us that authority once again, Lord Father. That which was lost many years back. And Father God, even as you have reminded us today, Lord Father, I pray, Lord, that each one of us will not only activate that authority in our lives, Lord Father, but will exercise it fully, Lord Father. That our lives will be lives of victory and success. That we will have dominion over every power and principality that attempts to wag its tail at us, Lord Father. That that which you have put in us, Lord Father, we shall exercise starting now, Lord Father. That truly our lives will be lives of victory, Lord Father. And our days will be days of joy, Lord. We thank you, Lord Father, for speaking to us. We thank you, Father God, for your servant whom you have used today, Lord Father. We ask, Lord Father, that more anointing be poured upon him, Lord. That he will bring to us your words of wisdom, Lord. Father God, we ask for your blessings on his family, Lord. And every desire of his heart, fulfill it, Lord Father. Father, I thank you for every one of us gathered here, Lord. And as we move on, Lord Father, to do the tasks that we have this week and the days ahead, I pray, Lord, that we will live lives of authority. We thank you, we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.